0: the episode of we making it Woo! if you want to be a part of the conversation be sure to email me at katysmiles.nyc at gmail.com that's katie because it's my name smiles because once again my smile is very cute if you haven't seen it take a look nyc because that's where we at uh so sorry about the short intro last week uh and super shout out to netta you're shawmy sorry nuts if i'm pronouncing that wrong uh for having such a great episode last week um the intro was short because we were short on time we'll talk about that later what am i reading actually um for those of you don't know me personally i am not reading right now because my girlfriend shout out to emily Mm -hmm. is has been out of the country so i've just been a little stressed you know just just nervous really um a shout-out to anybody going through their O1 visa process. Um mm. No, I didn't have to renew, but dating someone so closely uh, that is going through that process, it's really, really stressful. She's been going, as of today, 13 days, and she literally just found out yesterday that she got her visa. Shout-out to you, boo, for doing that. You're amazing. Ooh. Um, Just, like, that whole process. I, y'all, I ain't got time to read. I'm just trying to focus. <laughs> Trying to meditate and make sure I'm not going to lose my damn mind. <laughs> that said, what happened last night? So huge, huge, huge shout out to Dynamic Alignment uh, and Brett Falcon. I have been recovering from a shoulder injury uh, for often over about two years. So I think it kind of perked up when I moved to the city back in 2017. in uh, this year, um, which I'll talk about a little bit more later, I have been got a full-time job and so I said if I was going to have the resources I was really going to kind of fix my body I am a firm believer that a lot of if you go so many days without pain you're going to get cancer (laughs) I know that's not like the um I know that's not really what happens but um dis-ease does usually create disease Mm -hmm. and so I think it's really important for me to make sure that if I'm going months and months with pain uh I just need to address it so that it doesn't uh, snowball into something bigger. Mm-hmm. So, Britt Falcon and Amy Casteldo up at, oh, dear, the acupuncture place that's right there in the same building as City Center. if The name is escaping me right now. But, um, yeah, Amy did some acupuncture on me. Britt has been massaging me off and on for, like, the last three months. Uh, and I'm finally, finally getting some relief. Like, Literally last week was the first day of the week that I was like, oh, wow, like I don't have any pain. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what happened last night. I got a massage, and it was great. Also, Britt does cupping. I don't know if everybody's done cupping, but there's a cupping you do with the flame where they light it. It looks like they light it up in the glass, and then they put it on your skin, and then they rub it across. This cupping that I got last night is not that. This is the cupping where you put it on the skin. There's a little red, like, nodule at the end, and there's a gun that, like, sucks the air out, and then it just sits there. Heavenly. <laughs> it is heavenly. <laughs> Literally, it's like, my muscles in my feet were so tight that uh, they just, the cups just kept popping off. They were like, nah, girl, you just need to do something else. So, anyway, shout out to them. Uh, And also... Uh, dancers out there New York City y'all are, like New York City dancers I feel like always great about like taking care of their bodies but just young dancers out there uh, do your best to take care you only get one body uh, so yeah without further ado I have a special guest but before we talk about the special guest I want to kind of preface the conversation a bit so I started working full-time back in January and working full-time <laughs> In New York City, as somebody that identifies as a creative and trying to do things is really a full conversation. And if you are uh, aware, there was an article that came out in Dance Magazine uh a, a I think about 3 months ago. Uh the author is escaping me and we but you can google it. Uh, Dance Magazine, I think it's like full working full time as a dancer. Um and I was really um I guess dissatisfied with the article. It's no shade on the writer. It just feels like working full time is a really, it's a conversation rather than a paper. So I think the medium of putting it on paper wasn't, didn't do the topic justice. And so I thought, why don't I talk to my friends who have all at some point worked full time or are currently working full time, and some of them who have never worked full time and they refuse to, just to really kind of create a conversation around something that is so i've like talked about amongst us Mm -hmm. but maybe not talked about with other people so without further ado to kick off this conversation special guest can you introduce yourself
1: special guest i can introduce (laughs) myself (laughs) what's up what's good world how y'all doing how y'all feeling oh my
2: gosh
1: (laughs) Um, my name is Michaela ware and um aka mickey you can call me that as well m-i-k-i if you want to call me that, you got to spell it like that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And I'm happy to be here. Be I'm here.
0: happy to have you here. Michaela. and I met back in 2016. Oh, maybe seven. No, I think it was 17 because mm-hmm. I had just moved to the city. Mm-hmm. We no, mm, it was 16 or 17 and it was in the summer. Because I think you were taking company class at Gibney, and I was also taking, it was like the summer intensive, shout out to GDC, it was one of their classes.
1: It had to have been 2017 when I mo- graduated from college. And, and had I, moved here. And I moved here straight from college, we came up to New York. There you go. Woo, child.
0: Yes. We're <laughs> totally, I'm totally going into an episode on like moving to New York, uh, it's just... There's so many conversations that I want to have, guys. So, one thing at a time. So, Michaela, mm-hmm. you are from, originally from?
1: I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and you
0: yeah. went to school at Florida, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I always try to preface, like, where people are from and where they went to school because I do think that that frames the conversation. Uh, I went to Texas a Shout out to Texas A&M. Thanks and gig them. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing my school ring today. And cool. if you know me, girl, you know this ring ain't going to be on for too long. But, uh... <laughs> you try to make it known when it is on um <laughs> but i think that that does kind of uh it, it can craft your perspective and so i think that that's good for people to know where people are coming from so when I mean, kayla you moved to the city in back in 2017 mm-hmm. what jobs did you kind of step into upon moving into the city
1: well i'm actually glad that we started talking about where it is that i came from because yeah. i will say that by the time i graduated from college i was already burned out on dance yeah so it was a very interesting point in my life where okay i went to school for this thing right and now i'm already tired and sick of it right so right now what do i do right right so i think immediately i was already in like survival mode i was like right. i gotta hurry up and figure out what to do
3: right right, right. um
1: so when i I knew that I didn't want to stay home because I felt like I was going to lose momentum if I had went back home. I hear that. So uh, that's why I decided, okay, I'm going to stay home for like two weeks and then I'm out. Yeah. But the reason why I was able to move up here so quickly was because I um, was able to do a summer internship with the Arts and Business Council of New York. Okay. And so that was a complete um, transformation from you know being basically a dancer dancer like in yeah. the studio performing yeah all the time to now doing administration
0: yeah and i want to um because i think i do have listeners i hope i have listeners that are still in college um i i would just want to echo that the hustle and the way that you are successful in college uh I, for example i was in rehearsals monday wednesday friday to 5.30 and some, when it was like show season, when you have like the big annual spring show, Mm -hmm. we had also had like 8 a.m. rehearsals on Mm -hmm. Mondays and Fridays or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then sometimes we was rehearsing rehearsing in between classes. So you, in some ways, you were basically in the studio all the time. Mm -hmm. The reality of that Mm post-graduation is, it shifts and I think it has to shift because of the way the field is structured, right, right, which we're gonna talk about soon. But I just wanted to echo that. I think people didn't. I I wanna. Mm, I don't think people talked about that when I was in school.
1: Oh, I agree. It was a harsh reality for me. Yeah. For me to realize, like, oh, I'm actually not going to be dancing every single day. Right. And also the harsh reality of that, I can't afford to dance every single day. Right. I can't afford to be in class. I can't afford to cross-train at this moment in my life because right. I just graduated and I don't have a job I don't have anywhere to stay right right. you know what I mean and so but by gaining that internship right. it gave me some stability right and a safety net um because it was a paid internship right and I was able to stay with a profession of mine here in New York right right so I was able to have resources that aided me in my transition up here to the city. Yeah. Um now the thing is is that the internship is like, okay, I'm learning about this new thing. Because
0: this I, is Dance Admin.
1: This is Dance Admin. Uh because through the internship, the Arts and Business Council of New York, depending on your interest, yeah, they pair you with another nonprofit.
0: And which nonprofit did you get?
1: I got Dance NYC. There we go.
0: Because that's also how she and I connected uh-huh. because Dance NYC is a huge partner with Gibney, which is where I interned yes, yes. A point of moving to New York City. So that's
1: why you were like, why do I keep seeing your face? Well,
0: Literally. Because <laughs> well, if you don't know, Dance NYC has this huge symposium, symposium every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was the second year that I did Dance NYC. That's Dancing YC staff. So, Dancing YC symposium was, I think, at Gibney the first two years. Mm -hmm. So, when it's at Gibney, their staff is at Gibney around the clock, I think, like 24 hours Mm -hmm. for a couple of days up until the actual symposium. So, you got Michaela walking around all day, and I'm like, I'm here all day. Yeah. What, are what are you doing here all We're day? We
1: was using one of y'all studios trying to get this symposium up and running. Right, right. That's what we right, was doing. Right. Um, but the thing is, is that I was still an intern. I was right. an intern throughout the summer of 2017. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but it was a full-time internship.
0: And what can you clarify? Oh, so clarify what full-time internship looks like and then clarify what exactly dance admin means for you.
1: Well, the full-time internship was basically I'm working, well, Dancing YC hours, it was um, 10 to 6. Okay. Uh, So, I was working every day.
0: Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday?
1: Monday through Friday. Okay. I was working Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, um, and they, we were being paid through stipends, so we would just get, like, a check per month.
0: If you don't mind me asking, how much is that check if you're doing 10 to 6?
1: The set rate, how much do we get paid for this? Was it twelve hundred, I think, and then they just split For it up. a summer? Yeah, for the summer.
0: Divided by three months?
1: Or maybe it was two months. Oh it was from June to Okay, so you get about six hundred a month. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: so let's break that down too, mm-hmm. because if you're making 600 so and this is why I think it's important to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're making six hundred a month, the average apartment with rent, I would say is like $750, seven fifty, eight hundred? Exactly. So you're making six hundred a month, you're working forty hours a week, you're not gonna you have to have another job. Or some other source of income mm-hmm. in order to make rent. That's mm-hmm. not food. Mm-hmm. That's not transportation. Mm-hmm. And for the average moving New Yorker, like transplant, you're not going to live close to where you work. Right. I mean, you might, given that you have like a family member. Right. Uh, but the I would say the more common thing is that most of us are commuters.
1: Well, I will say this. What what also help, um, I mean, shout out to Arts and Business Council of New York because... Um, yes it was a paid internship yeah. but they also provided uh transportation like the mta oh
0: cars. and see and that's another thing that people mm-hmm. yeah shout out to them shout for helping us out, out. out
1: because a lot of us and and the thing about this program is that many folks were still in college wow. i was one of two people that had just graduated from college yeah it's the way that is set up the age range yeah so i think you have to be like a um at least a sophomore in college in order to to do this particular program right um, and so they're very much aware that um, yeah we're broke right. And so you know they had a budget they gave us this amount of money mm-hmm. and um, the MTA cars were is MTA Metro? Yeah where am MTA I? MTA. The MTA cars were very helpful, but also I had to you know also admit that where I was staying, I was staying in Greenwich Village. With the professor, I could walk oh, to work.
0: Oh yes, you know and what see I mean? you have the yes. Yeah, I was gonna say you have those resources. Yeah, but that's not. I wouldn't say that that's the norm. It's not,
1: not at all. Not at all. Because
0: Greenwich Village is also like a really wealthy area. You're right. It's beautiful. And, I love Greenwich Village. And
1: so my professor gave me an extreme discount. <laughs> yeah. When I was staying with her, I, I actually I probably was paying 750. Yeah. A month, uh, and 750
0: a is a discount in Greenwich Village.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Because I was paying seven fifty to live off of one fifty six mm-hmm. in Amsterdam up in Washington Heights, mm-hmm. and if you aren't familiar with how the city, if you're not familiar with how the city works, essentially I was living, I would say about forty five minutes, thirty to forty five minutes from Gibney off the B train, mm-hmm. and so that's the forty five minute commute every day. Mm-hmm. Whereas Michaela, on the other hand, is not commuting and walking to work, and I bring that up because. When you're talking about having to maybe make another source of income, you have to factor in what that source of income is and how you're getting there, too. Mm -hmm. Because I have to know, for example, that on the average, I'm going to have to factor in commute time so that I can't work. I mean, I could and I think I did, but I was like, it's a different type of hustle to have to work on the train versus like having to be somewhere Mm -hmm. at a certain time, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I mean, also, you know, since we're on the topic of money, Michaela was still using what was left over from loans. Yeah. In college. Yeah,
0: and that is, I think that's a, I think that's a reasonable solution, right? Because your your source of income is your source of income is just limited.
1: Yeah, that that's what it is. Like, I. Most of my time was dedicated to this internship, right? You know, and not only were we working at our nonprofits, but we were also doing site visits at other nonprofits, right? And we were also each intern was preparing to do like a um, a presentation, right? Like a final project, a final project and whatnot. And so, and also, I was still trying to find time to dance,
0: right? Because that's why we moved here.
1: That's why we moved here. So I, you know, am being very transparent with the the manager of not the manager but the director of the program of the arts and business council and saying like i'm a dancer and when i'm not here i'm trying to like find uh classes that i can take in the evening um i was fortunate enough to to do a film project when i first moved here to new york so that was like my first like gig if you will um which i think very much helped me kind of like i don't know launch you launch me in a way Mm -hmm. um But, yeah, it was just, like, battling time, battling time. But still, at the end of the day, this is an internship.
0: Right, which is a good segue. So, what was the transition from going from intern to staff member? Staff
1: member? Um, What was that transition like? What was interesting is that throughout the entire summer, I am applying for all these different types of jobs. Right. Just... Trying to figure out, okay, I'm being realistic with myself, like, okay, I'm going to need some sort of day job or consistent right. job, or right. whatever you want to call it. Right. And so I'm applying to, like, other nonprofits because... At the time, I just felt like, okay, this is what's going to give me consistent income as right. I, because I, kn- I knew for a fact that I was going to be a freelance dancer. Right. I knew that. I knew that I was going to be a project-based dancer. Right. So having that in mind, I said, okay, I need some type of consistency. Right. And so that's what made me start applying to, like, these other nonprofit arts admin jobs. Right. So nothing was, was shaken, Nothing. Right literally it took until the very last minute like i'm talking i had to move out of where i was staying by the end of august yeah and i'm still trying to figure out yeah i'm still trying to find a job yeah the last week of where i had to move out that's when i got the call from Dance NYC saying hey we want you to be our symposium coordinator is this of interest to you yeah the symposium coordinator is is a seasonal job and it's a part-time job
0: oh damn mm-hmm.
1: so that that was one half of the battle
3: right okay that was one half that's of battle. one piece of the puzzle
1: one piece of the puzzle and then i realized okay but i still need more money right i still need more money and so um still being connected to the arts and business council of, of New York and this internship program, you know, I mentioned that we had to do site visits. Right. And so another nonprofit that was a host was Lincoln Center. Yeah. And so through this program, I was able to make um, relationships with the folks at Lincoln Center.
2: Right.
1: And they had an accessibility fellowship. Mm. And because of the work that I was doing at Dance NYC over the summer, with their uh, Disability Dance Artist Initiative, right? that's when I was first introduced to disability artistry and what right. that looks like right. in administration and performance. And um, r- realizing that I need to learn more about this, for right. sure, regardless of if I wanna dance or not, I right. need to know, I just really need to know exactly like how to, to uh, I don't know, like create programs for, um, you know, that have the basis of accessibility. Right. And so that's why I was like, okay, let me, I need to, I'm interested in this fellowship. Yeah. Put the two together. You I, gotta. I have a full-time job.
0: So let's rewind just a bit because we didn't clarify. So dance admin on the day-to-day, mm-hmm. what does that look like?
2: <laughs> what
0: are you doing exactly?
1: Um. For let's see how i can break this down sure okay because i mean i can i can talk about the the symposium right being a symposium coordinator right this day today was me coming in and first dealing with registrations of the symposium right so you know i'm constantly on the back end of our um patron center right and like checking who has signed up and then also recording those those right
0: so like data entry
1: data entry thank you terms words come on now i
0: got your back i got your back
1: um and then you have you have that but then you also have somewhat of like website design so you have to be on the website and you have to constantly update right like who are your sponsors Any type of updates to the
3: symposium? You're putting it online,
0: right? So then, also managing deadlines and then making sure that people have the information that they need at a Mm -hmm. certain time. Mm -hmm. And the way that for you guys Mm -hmm. is just updating Mm -hmm. the website. Mm -hmm. Anything else?
1: Sponsorships. So is that gaining sponsorships or is that? So is
0: this for you guys? Is that like cold calls or is that? There were emails. Is that
1: there were there were some cold calls, but then there were some people that were. um, returning people that usually are our sponsors like every year so it's kind of just uh, renewals doing renewals.
0: So then if they're a renewing sponsor what's uh, how do you maintain them or like what's your job in that role?
1: Renewing sponsors depending on the relationship that Dance NYC had with them if for instance, if another staff member had a stronger relationship with them, yeah. then I would draft the email and the email will be sent from that particular staff member. Right. Um or if it's if it's someone that's uh is a little bit more standard or, you know, a little bit more neutral, then it's right. okay for me to go ahead and send that email. Um, if the email hasn't been open in X amount of time, then pick up the phone and call, pick up the phone right. and call. Now, th- what became challenging was response time. Right. So if someone is like, yes, <laughs> I want to give you money right. at a particular time where you're not in the office. But right. You still need to respond. Right. A, you know what I mean? That's what became challenging. And that's when, because you're
0: on the train and they're saying we want to give you money. Which then I'm
1: at another job. Right. And they're saying, I want to give you money. So now I'm at this other job, and I have to open up a right, tab on that computer right. to respond. So it's just, it's, it's managing time, but also being realistic as to like, okay, this actually isn't, shouldn't be a part-time job. This should for sure be a full-time job.
0: And I also want to talk about um, the the opportunity for boundaries because Mm -hmm. how is it managing like personal boundaries because if you're not like there's a I feel like there's a Mm -hmm. common stress when you're a dancer Mm -hmm. in New York City I feel like there's a common stress when you're just a person you Mm -hmm. know Uh, and obviously if you're trying to make your dreams come true maybe there's an added stress Mm -hmm. and then when your job for example is securing someone's finances Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's a certain personal attachment because you want those per- you want those finances to be secured. Mm-hmm. So you also don't want to miss out on an email, or right. better yet, like not answer your email. So it's uh, so how how were you were you able to create boundaries that were healthy for you, mm-hmm. considering all of those like moving pieces?
1: I didn't. Okay. I didn't. It was. Um it was a very, very tough time for me. I was a newly grad. Yep. Um, I had a lot of pressure. Of course. Um, this At the end of the day, this is an entry-level position. Right. I'm at the, for the lack of better words, at the bottom of the food chain. You are. And so I was scared to open my mouth. I was terrified. Right. I was terrified. You, you tell me something to do, and I'm going to do my best to do it, right, regardless of where I'm at, what time of the day it is, right, and so the boundaries were never created from the beginning, right. Even though it was expected of me to create those boundaries, right, I didn't know that that expectation right. was there, right. You know, so you know, humans like we have good intentions, but if it's not communicated,
0: then right, it's like, and even like the practice of boundaries, I think college doesn't necessarily prepare you inherently because uh the boundaries are almost laid out for you like you know you have to be in class by this time mm-hmm. you know um like you have the what was it like the board of advisors at our school if you feel disrespected or you feel uncomfortable or if you feel like somehow a boundary has been crossed for me for example i just dropped a class mm-hmm. not to say that i did that often but i knew that that was always an option mm-hmm. you can't drop a job mm-hmm. as quickly when you when rent is due um and also there i think it is a on top of that you don't want to drop a job when you feel like you're an integral player Mm -hmm. or when you feel like you're contributing something that nobody else is contributing or if you feel like you really want to give that job that uh and i bring that up because i think that situation then creates an opportunity for you to bend your boundaries right because you you believe in dance and you want dance to be as big as it can be and you sending this email is just a part of that functioning system. Yeah. Even if it costs you sleep mm-hmm. or stress.
1: Yeah. I mean I will say that towards the end when I felt like, okay, once this feather falls on my back, I'm a break. Right. And it's I'm a snap and it's not gonna be pretty. Right. And I think once I felt like I was getting to that point, I started to think, Okay, Michaela, where are you right now? Right. Can you bring your full self to this particular uh, project or this demand? Right. If you're not able to do that, then you have to say something. You have to be like, okay, I can get back to you in the next two hours. Right. But right now, I'm at this job. Right. And they're wanting me to do this. Right. And so I can't split my... I simply cannot split my time. Right. Now, I will admit that I got into a little bit of trouble because... I mean, my definition of a full time job is simply having two part time jobs at the same time. Um, that's where I, that's where I'm at right now. So, right. I don't have any benefits. I right? I don't have <laughs> benefits. I don't have no type of insurance. I don't have m- medical insurance. I don't I don't have any of that. You know what I'm saying? So right. I'm literally breaking y'all, and so. But when I say that I got into a little bit of trouble is because at the end of the day I committed to these two jobs. Right. I committed to these two positions, but still still admitting that I didn't know what I was committing to. Right. Fully. Right. I didn't right. know what I was committing to fully. And so it's like I have to acknowledge the fact that I committed to this and I signed off on the agreement saying that this is the position that I'm taking. Right. But it's like Damn, I really wish I knew what I was getting myself into, and how do I back out of this? But what I'm saying is that I came up here to dance, right? Because we guys
0: we haven't even talked about performing yet. We We haven't
1: haven't even talked about performing, but that was the
0: and I think that's I think that's for me that's the point because I really want to clarify what and and I didn't do this in the beginning of the episode, but let me be clear. So a work week full time. In new york city for full time a, a work week full time in new york city i think it's 30 hours and above mm-hmm. for you with these two part-time jobs how many hours were you working in a week
1: i was working about 40 hours about 40 hours there were moments where i would be working from home on the weekend right and i would still input those hours right into my time sheet but then there came a time where it's like oh michaela you're working too much we can't give you the full amount this pay period. Right. But we're going to have to give you the rest the next period. Right. And then you're going to have to cut back on your hours because right. you went over. Right. So at the end of the day, you're really, like, you can't afford the amount of work that actually needs to be done. Which
0: is a really... Co- we haven't touched base on this, and maybe we can briefly. Uh, I think this is... this. I know that this is super common with arts administration because... For those who don't know, nonprofits make money uh, through grants and, like, government funding. But the problem is, or the potential problem is, you can't um, foresee what you're going to make because you're not for profit Uh, a company like old Navy or any other company that's for profit, you have goals and you set those goals and then that money is made. And then that's how you make your, like that's how you, everybody goes home with their hourly wages. Mm -hmm. When you have a for profit, if they don't get a grant that they got last year, sometimes whole departments are in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I bring that up because performing, usually you are, Every company usually is a 501c nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So the reality of you having to do more work for less pay is common. Mm-hmm. And if you pair that performing as that work and then the other job that you have is another nonprofit mm-hmm. that also can't necessarily guarantee you pay, mm-hmm. that then creates a situation where you need a full time job mm-hmm. because almost every job that you're in. Is in a position of maybe I can pay you,
2: yeah. or
0: maybe I can pay you enough this month, or maybe I can compensate you kind of fairly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you and I, I bring this up because when I first moved to the city, um, I was actually like gun called to get a full-time job mm-hmm. um, because for me it just gave me, like you said, a safety net. Long story short, I was really swayed against it because it was like, Katie, you're not gonna have time to dance if you work full-time. Right. And now I work full-time, which I, I won't touch base on, but I think it's important for people to acknowledge, in this particular conversation, the reality of not having enough. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and that's why you end up working full-time. Yeah. Because you really just want to have enough in terms of money, but also in terms of, like, if you don't have health insurance, you kind of have to make more to get something like body work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and body work is what you need to get on stage right and then which um I also want to clarify too sometimes when you do a dance project you don't get paid on time on time would be like I performed for two weeks I get paid at the end of the two weeks I've done jobs where I I did a job back in August where I finished the job like right at September 1st I didn't get paid out October
1: yeah I yep
0: and so you have, essentially, these full-time jobs that really keep you afloat in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, again, we know this. Yeah. But I didn't know this when I was 21. Didn't and I I, either. And I didn't know this in school, and we didn't talk about this in school. And so I really want to, like I said, and that's why I said it's a nuanced conversation. Because I work 40 hours a week at one job, and I still have other jobs. Uh, but when I was an intern, I only worked whatever four times seventeen is,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or no, four times four times four, so like twenty hours a week. Um, and there was also an internship that I did that I only made two hundred at the end of three months. Ooh, child. And so you had, and I and I just give you these different scenarios to once again paint the picture that every story is different, mm-hmm. but the reality of needing more money is consistent through all That's and true. how you negotiate that space is your choice but I want to be able to be able to show the ins and outs of it mm-hmm. this is the purpose of the conversation
1: yeah timing timing of money it's I will say that I think I kind of just assume that okay once I get a job the money is going to be coming right I mean like you get paid every two weeks right you get whatever, every week for some people. Yes, every week, because I am. Um, Because I know the Lincoln Center Fellowship, we got paid every week. Right. And then at Dancing YC, it was every two weeks. Right. Now, I currently um, work at Brooklyn Arts Exchange. We get paid at the end of the month. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like,
0: so, and to be really clear, so then, how do you rent is doing the first mm-hmm. metro cards you well, some mm-hmm. people buy weekly, some people buy monthly uh-huh. Keep so going. then, and then groceries, I do weekly, yep, so then how do you balance that when you when you only get paid once a month?
1: broke beyond belief, <laughs> broke beyond belief, hello, because the thing is is that i'm re- I'm so thankful that you thankful <laughs> thank God, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that performing and when you get that money right Um, because I've been fortunate enough to I'm in a dance company right now but then I'm also fortunate enough to be in other projects as well right and so it's like yes this my definition of full-time y'all I feel like I'm just working consistently yeah because if I'm not you know at back's because I'm I'm the front desk receptionist. If I'm not there, right. Then I'm in I'm in the studio rehearsing, or mm-hmm. I'm getting ready for performance, or I'm like out of town on a residency, right? Or whatever. So it's like I'm just consistently, consistently working around the clock, right? But. The thing is, is that money is, is not consistent. It comes in when it right, comes in. Right, I will say that I do know that I'm going to get X amount of money at the end of the month from right. Brooklyn Arts Exchange. Right. So I know that for a fact. But as far as other payments are concerned, like, you know, I just, I just don't know.
0: And I do want to clarify, too, because I I do have some listeners that are, like, I call them real adults because technically, yes, hashtag, I'm so grown. I pay rent and other mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I will actually have to start paying for health insurance uh, at the end of the year because I turn 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to preface that, like, it's not to say that I don't understand. For all of those who don't know me personally, I've been working since I was 16 mm-hmm. or 17. So I know actually what it means to work. I've I'd say for the last three or four years, even before moving to New York City, I had two jobs mm-hmm. and I was going to school full time. So I know what it means to work. That's not the reason for this conversation. I think I didn't understand what it meant to work and then create.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and maybe in some ways college prepared me for that. Right. Because I had to be in class for a certain amount. But I had papers or I had um like, for one assignment, we had to do some kind of visual. So, what I basically, I compare that because, like, I was in school for maybe five hours a day. I was at work for another five hours. But then all the other time, I was, like, building that visual. I was, like, really crafting these papers to make sure that they were, like, articulate uh, and thought out, you know, thought-provoking, you know. <laughs> Those were my creative endeavors at that time. Yeah. Um, whereas, as I've gotten older, now post-graduation and living in the city... I have to be not only more meticulous about the money that I make, but I also need more money because the things that I want to create are bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like for the podcast, for example, guys, though the podcast space is free, I have to get guests, that takes time. And I have an episode every week, so that's guests every week. Also, shout out to Dubois and Cameron Kane I got them water for their episode because they asked for it, and I love what it looks like. I love that when I have a guest, I have water for them. Because mm-hmm. it, it, for me, it's about building a business, or building, not necessarily a business, because that that gives me like negative connotations. It's about me showing up and knowing that people that are working with me feel cared for mm-hmm. that's a creative project in itself yeah. on top of that each guest that comes on my show they don't get a book but i offer them a yeah. book yeah. because again i want them to know that like we're building like this large like uh, shout out to hey friend hey we're building this ecosystem so if i'm giving them a book i love books they love books it's almost like we're recycling the resources that mm-hmm. i have and we're all sharing a bit but those resources got to come from somewhere, right? And so, if you take, for example, performing, and yes, I've also been grateful enough. Shout out to Jasmine Hearn. I'm I'm grateful enough because I've gotten consistent pay, and I had to, with Jasmine. I don't have to wait, but Jasmine is not the Jasmine the anomaly. She's not the norm, right? And so, I brought I bring all that up to say this is why you get full time jobs mm-hmm. because you want to create and you need enough resources Mm -hmm. to build it Yeah, you can't always be in this place of not having enough trust y'all I like and I haven't talked about it much I lost so much weight when I first moved to the city
3: yeah because
0: I wasn't eating I was like how I was like I was like how 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 few how how little can I eat just just so that I can like just survive right Whereas now that I'm I'm a little older because I moved to city when I was 23 now I'm 25 I'll be 26 this year, it's not about surviving anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to build some stuff. Yeah, I need some money.
1: Yeah, I was for sure on that survival mode as well, and because I was on that survival mode, the amount of mistakes that were made because oh. I was literally just running around fearful. I was scared. I was like, I'm not going to be able to. To make rent or i'm not going to be able right. to, to to afford a, a train ticket like it's just you know how am i going to get the job get to my work if i can't afford
0: a <laughs> damn train ticket and you know you know because technically we get tickets if you jump the turnstile. out yes i think i've jumped the turnstile too. but i've done that too it's it's just it's the reality that people aren't i feel like that and i think that's what i think i missed in this dance magazine article where is, Where is the day to day? Where is what are today. you doing in the day to day? And something that I love about Jay Bowie and I love about Maria Ballman and just that like clan of beautiful black folks in the community is talking about what does it mean to be sustainable? Mm-hmm. And um, though it is a different type of work, full time does offer a sustainability. Um, that performance can always offer Mm -hmm. like in some ways I think because the dancing has become a bit more project-based it's not built to be sustainable right like you are sustaining yourself be it that you're like a part-time maker a part-time filmer I mean all I feel like all of my friends do something else outside of dancing
1: yeah
0: yeah so So. you have learned how to sustain yourself and dance is just one of the things that sustains yourself Mm -hmm. maybe you teach which is a whole nother thing but you have essentially like this large rainbow of sources of income so that you are sustained. Because the reality is, too, all that time, mental energy of worrying
2: yeah.
0: and being afraid, it manifests in weird ways. Y'all, I've yelled at some people that did not yes. deserve to be yelled at. Talk about it. I, I have. Know. Yeah, you lose weight. Um, relationships become really difficult mm-hmm. to sustain. Mm-hmm. You are literally in this cloud. You can become in this, like, cloud of lack. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the world as, like, lacking.
1: Lacking. You're like, am I enough? You know, are
0: you enough? Is this job enough? Nothing. You're like, It's like you're insatiable.
1: Right, right. Like, the amount of time that you've invested in this craft for so long. Yep. Like, I've been dancing since I was five years old. I yep. went to school for dance. College. I went to college for dance, the loans, like the debt that I'm in, like the amount of money that I put in, in investing into this craft, and then kind of like thinking, Oh my God, am I gonna get that back? Am I ever going to get that back? Right. Um right. it's it's a lot it's a lot of mental energy like you said, putting into into that thought process. And yes, yeah, so
0: I do want to, we're going to segue a bit because I know it got a little heavy, heavy. Um, We're going to get logical because logical is my, I think it's my strong suit. I do, I do think it's good that we do talk about the reality in the day to day so that people can get a bit more of a clearer picture of what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I do want to also take it like pros and cons Mm -hmm. real quick, you know, just (laughs) real quick. (laughs) So for me, pros of working full time. 40 hours or no 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 let's we don't have to even do 40 hours because also too i've done the part time thing where it adds up what's great about the part time the multiple part-time jobs i had more time right yeah so like i was i wrote a lot more when i had two part-time jobs i sang. i for those don't know i sing too i sang more um i had more time to be with my girlfriend Mm-hmm. Cuz that's important. Um what about you? What are your pros for like having multiple part-time
3: jobs?
1: The flexibility? Flexibility. Part-time part-time, literally if a project comes up, I can ask for coverage. I can shift my hours around. Um you know, I don't have to to feel guilty for leaving or obligated. Work or right. obligated. That's right. the word. I don't have to feel obligated for like staying. I can I know that when I leave this is going to get taken care of like right. this job this particular job is going to be taken care of uh if there's anything that i need to do ahead of time then i have the time to do so i can communicate that to my colleagues right um but for sure the flexibility is what's really a pro in you know having um a part-time job where you can just kind of like go away and and work on your your projects
3: right right
0: now I work 40 hours a week at one job,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: what are, so for me, some of the cons are I have to sit somewhere for eight hours, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like, and I I had never worked full time up until this point, like even with multiple jobs, they were all part time jobs, so I would never have had to sit in one spot for eight hours y'all, my back starts to hurt. yeah, my back starts to hurt among other things, um, and also too, it's just it's like a new practice like i I just have never had to sit uh other cons I actually it's less flex obviously it's less flexible um what is another con? this is gonna sound kind of like cheesy, I suppose or like that's not a big deal. When I was part time, I got to be in a bunch of different places, right? Cause I'm in a bunch of different jobs. Mm-hmm. With this, when I'm when I'm full time in this one job, mm-hmm. I'm only at one job all day, so I yeah. got to see the same people, yeah. which is fine. Uh, but I do think when you work multiple jobs, it's almost like when one job finishes, I almost can get like a resurgence of energy because I'm like I'm starting something new at mm-hmm. this other job. Whereas like comes the sixth hour of my shift, I'm just like,
3: oh my god, yeah. <sighs> I
1: will say that I I felt that to a certain degree. Yeah. Um. Because when I, you know, when I first had my when I was working at Dance On I and Lincoln Center at the same time, there would be a there was a day where I would do two jobs in one day. Yeah. And that was tough. Yeah. You know, like okay, I hear you about sitting in the office in in one spot all day, which I've done. Um, before yep. and and that and I was actually fortunate enough to like be in a space where I can like wear, you know, sweats in a, in a yeah t-shirt. because that's also
0: not common like that's that's mm-hmm. I work somewhere where a dress card has been. A thing,
1: yeah, so like dress code wasn't really too big of a deal. So, if you know, if I needed to
0: run to, from rehearsal mm-hmm. to then go to yes, work, yes, yes, you don't have to pack a huge bag, yes, yes. with your lunch mm-hmm. and your clothes and exactly, your shoes, exactly, and a whole nother outfit, exactly.
1: But you know, come, like leaving Dance YC to go to Lincoln Center, I knew that okay, there is for sure a dress code at Lincoln Center, right? And I knew that you know i couldn't move around a lot being at lincoln center as i would do at Dance and yz right um so it just felt like another form of co-switching to me in that one right. day right which was exhausting right um and yeah so that i mean i would say that that was probably a con um for me when i was working those two different jobs but having to do it back to back right um, and then also a con that came up with the part-time job that I have mm-hmm. um, right now is that if I leave to go work on a project, right, I don't know if I'm going to see that money again.
0: Oh, because your job is not, you're what? like at will.
1: Because, you know, at least when I'm working at, at this job, I know that I'm going to make a certain amount, you know, if I put in these hours. Right. But then if I go work on a project and they're taking like five years to pay me, when am I going, like, I'm I'm losing money.
0: Right, right, right. So Whereas when you're full-time, I get paid days off. Mm-hmm. So worse comes to worse, I can, so for example, I have a residency with Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I could technically take off, and I have to get that approved, um, but I could take off and say, I'm going to use my vacation time for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that, that would be like my insurance policy. Yeah. Whereas you don't get that with... You, do, you don't get that with part-time. And I bring that up because recently, last summer, I took off three weeks to go to Bates because I was a camp counselor. Mm-hmm. That was a great uh, physical investment, like, in terms of time, in terms of, like, that job on my resume. It, it made sense at the time. But had I not, like, I had part-time jobs at the time. So for three weeks, I didn't make any money. Mm-hmm. The finesse, I think, of having part-time jobs is almost having enough jobs to be broke
2: yeah
0: it's almost like you're a squirrel and you're like gathering the nuts just enough because you're in you're you're always anticipating n- not having enough at some point right so that you build it up a bit whereas with full time you don't have to be like a squirrel mm-hmm. because the, the the pay the money's gonna be there right it's it's, it's like a bicycle as long as you pedal yeah. you're gonna keep going yeah um and I know that sometimes the way things line up I couldn't get, like, for example, I couldn't get another job that was going to pay me enough. So I just was like, I'm going to just take this job and take the L.
1: Yeah, the sacrifice.
0: And so how do you, regardless if you're part-time or you full-time, first of all, which hustle do you prefer? Do you prefer to, like, kind of save up for the winter and then let it disperse? Mm-hmm. Or do you prefer to, like, pound the pavement kind of daily and then also, too, uh, I want to be clear, maybe you prefer different ones at different time in your life,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it, I think it's good to be in conversation about what those things look like.
1: I think um, I still consider myself to be very much emerging, Yeah. and I'm still, you know, discovering like the artist that I want to work for, yeah. and I'm still trying to like, in a way, like put myself out there, like on the market, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so because that's my reality now like that hustle is very much like okay regardless if i lose out on money or not like i have to do this project right right like i feel like i'm constantly needing to sacrifice right um uh, because of where because of the stage that i'm at in my in my performance career
3: right right
0: and i don't think i think so many of us i would also say that i'm emerging um and how i'm putting myself out there just takes more resources so if anything i'm at a space where i'm like actually i need more money Mm -hmm. so oh and i didn't talk about that but i've actually took some steps back in terms of dancing and that's a little bit loaded because i am singing i am podcasting but i've i'm at a place where i'm like I The things that I'm sacrificing, I need to be mindful of them. Mm-hmm. I think when I was working multiple part-time jobs, I was being stretched too thin that I wasn't even able to focus on what I was wanting to focus on. Yeah. And so I, I think both perspectives are not only valid but, like, necessary. I think both of us are coming from a place of being mindful. Like, what's really important today, mm-hmm. right now, and let's go from that place. Um so yeah Yeah. that's but and i do want to clarify too because um shout out to hey friend hey you just once again hey friend has this thing like we're not gonna come together in misery this episode Uh. (laughs) had some darker moments (laughs) but we're still alive um and we are both i would say still thriving
1: yeah i i i can definitely admit you know where I am today and where I was yesterday and the day before right. and the progression that has happened right. you know, over the last two years that I've been in the city. Yes. Um, I love that we've
0: been in the city for two years.
1: We've been in the city for two years. Um, and so, I mean, I I do have to remind myself daily, like Michaela, you're in a good spot, you right. know, like you have a roof over your head, you know, Come and on New now. York will consistently like, will teach you, you good, all right? You all right? You got these people on the street that's not good.
0: Right. We ain't on the train giving our soliloquies about <laughs> what we need and what we ain't got. And also, too, more so than that, I think both you and I are in a space where we're like, these are the people that we want to work with. These are the steps that we need to take. Right, yes. And we're taking yes. those steps. Yes. I think when I first moved here, I didn't know – I didn't know up from down, and I didn't necessarily see the steps. Also, wasn't really clear about where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just having the 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 courage, but also just the like full the what is it like the staple to say like I know where I am, and I know that I'm working towards where I want to be. That for me is such a huge part of success. Yeah. Hashtag we making it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bring that up too because I I want people just to know that like. Yes, the conversation was a bit heavy. And yes, the realities of figuring out how to make this work, full-time, part-time, whatever, it has its downsides, Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever you do. Because I think being creative takes away some stability. Mm -hmm. And like how you find that stability is your prerogative. And I think, but also, talking about it, yeah, being really clear that internships are forty hours a week sometimes mm-hmm. for you not to make rent at twenty four. I think that's good, right? Because I think some of some so many people are like, "Oh, it's gonna be so great! It's gonna look like this." I want us to have conversations, so I'm like, "No, yeah, it actually kind of looks like this." This is what it is. Uh, and the more conversations we have, the more opportunities people can see. Like this is what it can look like, and I feel like that access is the whole purpose of the podcast, to really define, really redefine what making it and success looks like, because mm, yeah. it don't always look like
3: what you thought it was going to. Exactly, yeah.
0: And that's great, so that you can feel prepared, and you can, and also, like, you can feel, like, we can feel prepared, but also everybody out there can feel prepared and supported, that, like, you struggling, mm-hmm. we struggling, yeah, everybody's struggling, but we are, in fact, making shit happen. Like,
1: yeah. And what's what's you know interesting about this feeling of being alone is that we all feel alone, and, so, and we be know, in the same room, and we be in the same ready room. ready on
0: the eight count, ah. and five, ah. six, oh my God, I'm gonna mess this up, seven, eight, we...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was good, I was...
0: <laughs> ready on the like ready, and like literally looking around like but why.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and most of the time like we're we're more prepared than we think we are. Yes. You know, so it's it's what these internal conversations sound like. Right. And how those internal conversations don't seep out into right external conversations because right. you know, that can just skew the whole process. And right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just you, you have to be honest about where it is that you are, what it is right. that you need. Um, and then, you know, once you start to open up and saying, like, okay, this is what I need this is not working it'll come it will come exactly the right people will will navigate to you and be like all right sis listen listen,
0: you can't do this (laughs) and do this (laughs) or you can but then you can't get this like honey you cannot your cup can run over but it's only gonna have so many things in it honey (laughs) i mean (laughs) it's just it's just physics you know like you look two plus two equals four that's all I'm saying. And if I can make that a little bit clearer for people, the reality is there is there is only 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have a capacity. I do believe your capacity can grow. I do believe your capacity can shift. But you do have a capacity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think what's great about getting a little older and being in the city for a little bit longer is your capacity shifts, I think. And what's really important becomes really, really important. Yes. And what don't
2: is not. Yes.
0: So when your cup runneth over, just run that out. You don't need, you obviously don't need those things because they're not that important. Yeah. Um, which is okay. Yeah. Which is, I think that's great, right? Because I think that's one step closer to you having the cup full of what you want it to be full of. Right. Be that time with your partner. Be that being on stage. Be that, you know, being on Rodeo Drive-Up Broadway, just shopping it up. Yeah. Um. Whatever, your, whatever you need. Yeah. Um, yeah you you can you can shift that to make that happen
1: yeah and you are not your job
0: oh my god
1: you like you do not have to be solely defined about no this particular workplace that you're at no you know what i'm saying and i think once that perspective shifts away from that then you can begin to take the time for yourself and to realize how can I make myself a holistic person. Agreed. What are the parts that I need to work on spiritually, financially, Creatively. Creatively.
0: Like so like we all move to the city to pursue a creative passion. And I think sometimes, be it when you work part time for a lot of hours or full time for a lot of hours, that creative part is kind of what dies. Mm-hmm. Because I think so much of our identity, so much of our um, inner dialogue is about the job.
2: Yes, yes.
0: And keep in mind, like, who you work with, who you work for also gets into your creative space. Yes, So you then have to, like, have a Mm -hmm. moment to say, this is my job. Let me separate myself from this because my purpose, identity, is actually not solely a part of this job. Honestly, guys... I was a babysitter for a while Mm -hmm. that and it really, some jobs are just a means to an end. Yes. You need this money to film. You need this money to pay your dancers. You need this money to buy books for your guests. That's it. Right. Um, And having that division of like, this is my job. My, my creative passion is my purpose. I think that's so, so revolutionary, Mm -hmm. anti-capitalist and just so important. Right. Because your notion of making it may include your dance admin job, but it totally may not. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't have it because you're trying to make rent. Right. But then making rent eases fears so that you don't so that you have more time to put into that beautiful mural or beautiful project that you're making. Yeah. It's I think it's a it's a it's a delicate balance, but it is a it's a balance and yeah, it and I mean, it does come back to self.
1: You got to make these hard decisions like yeah being realistic with yourself like okay this is what i need to to make in order to make ends meet there you go um and i understand and i do want to say that i do understand that you know we are some of us are hoping and wishing that we can be stable based off of our creative practice right can you know this is this is my full-time job and
0: there are people that do it yes I want to be really clear. There are people that Uh do it. But then you have to then be clear about boundaries. You have Mm -hmm. to be clear about the jobs that you take. Because some jobs are not going to. I know for a fact that certain dance admin jobs, people have literally stopped making because of that job.
1: Exactly. So
0: maybe you can't take that job because nobody else in that job is making anything. And you want to be a maker. Right. Hello. And And I want to clarify, too. Yes, that takes time. Yes, that's a process to kind of figure that out. But I don't think it's a necessarily a hard decision. Mm-hmm. It's just a choice. Mm-hmm. in for me, it's really black and white. I want to go here. They don't want to go there. Yeah. So I have to take choices. It's almost like alignment. Like, that's where I'm trying to be. Right. Uh, I think it's hard because of maybe external judgment or external factors that you really have no control over. But at the end of the day, I think that's why I said it goes back to self. Like, you got to be clear about what you need.
2: Right.
0: And also clear that, like, if this opportunity isn't getting you any closer to what you need, then maybe it's just not the opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I think that, yeah, that's also something people don't talk about. Like, every opportunity is not for me. Shout out to mm. Um, Alexeya EM, I think. But, yeah, she told me that at such a young age, like, everything is not meant for you. And if it's not meant for you, that's just one step closer to you getting to what's meant for you.
1: Yeah, the power of saying no. Even though it's like dangling in front of your face doesn't mean you have to take it.
0: No, because it's, yeah. 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 So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. This was so fun. Uh, Yes, this is a completely different structure. This is definitely less me doing the Oprah journalistic questions and us really just having... A candid conversation about what's happening up in the spot. So, Michaela, where can people find you?
1: Y'all can find me on uh I G, Instagram, Michaela, M-I-K-A-I-L-A dot move. That is Michaela. move. I do have a Facebook, but that's really just for family purposes, you know, just to check in every now and again, make sure that they know that I'm alive and well and thriving. But, you know, my my Facebook is just my name, Michaela Ware, W-A-R-E. W-A-R-E. Uh, I do have a LinkedIn, but whatever, that doesn't really matter. But anyways, Instagram.
0: Yes. And as always, guys. If nothing else you gain from this conversation, we both want you to make it live. We want you to make it breathe. Mm. But we just want you to make it. Oh, yes. And shout out to Mike, Brun and Cooper Ferma for that fabulous intro song. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.
1: Oh, that was so...